Hello and welcome once again to the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Jimmy. And tonight we are talking about So Weird, episode season three, episode sixteen, Pin Pal. What is this week's mystery or phenomenon? Parallel universes. Yeah, which I personally think is a really, really fascinating concept. And here we once again have a season three episode with a cool idea. And a middling juvenile execution, at least in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. I think I hated it when I was younger because uh, I ended up uh, stop. I stopped watching the show after this episode. So, yeah, I, it was pretty cringy back then, and it's still pretty cringy now. <laughs> this was the shark jumping moment for you, huh? Yeah. Um, well, you know, after this episode aired, there was a one month hiatus where they weren't airing any episodes. So I don't know if I just really disliked this episode or I just kind of grew like I, I just realized I didn't care if the show came back, but I stopped watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. I do remember, it's funny, the only thing I remember from the show after this episode was the uh, music video for one of Annie's songs later in the season. Oh, the one from, I I don't know, it's the one she sings to the panther. That's the only thing I remember. Oh, yeah, you're you're watching me or whatever. I'm sure Jimmy knows what it is. Because you're watching over me. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) But, Um, I mean, watching now... I don't think this episode was that bad to make me want to stop watching. So, I mean, hmm. yeah. It's yeah, not I, the worst. I had that experience um, with Dead Ringer. I think it's called the one with the, the haunted phone and the baseballs. I remember that one being just incredibly awful as a kid. And then when I was rewatching the show a few years ago, it's like, oh, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Changeling mm-hmm. still sucked, though. What did you think of this one, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this episode for what it is i mean it definitely has some cringe-worthy parts um i think it more has to do with like the lingo yes <laughs> it's very dated in that way but um i like the concept of parallel universes and that was interesting i definitely had a lot of questions with this episode i'll say that as a kid when i watched it i did like it <laughs> like um mm-hmm. i guess because i liked seeing you know, Annie, and I liked parallel, parallel universes. So that was the first time I heard about it. So I was interested in that phenomenon. And then the alternative Annie or whatever. I liked that because that was different back then, at least in kids' show. I know it was big in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the reasons why I liked it. So I feel like as a kid in elementary, like what they were going for for season three worked really well for these elementary kids like me. So what you're saying is they were pitching at the correct crowd. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to talk about that lingo. Before we get into anything else, I have to talk about this. Now, okay, so Alternate Universe Annie dresses as if she's like 
a goth or a stoner or like an alternative kid. She's got a nose piercing, <laughs> right? And uh, like a tattoo. Um, but instead of speaking that way, she uses this sort of antiquated hip hops kind of lingo, dank, dog, Wigan. <laughs> it, it, it's very much a hello fellow kids moment. Um, I'm sure we've all seen that image, but. <laughs> and what? I just, oh, you've never seen that meme. It's a, I don't know what movie it's from. It's a picture of Steve Buscemi with a skateboard oh, yeah. and a uh, baseball hat saying, how do you do fellow kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of become visual shorthand for any time when a old screenwriter is attempting to capture the way the youths communicate. Uh, anyway, mm. and I just, <laughs> it, it really feels very, very cringy. And I just kind of wonder what the heck they were going for with that. You know, like if she was supposed to be a hip hop kid, why wasn't she wearing, I don't even know what the, that sort of fashion would have been in 2001. I don't know, uh, hip hugger jeans and goth, maybe. Yeah, well, no, that's what she's kind of going for is sort of a goth yeah. thing, right? Because she's in black. She's got isn't her hair like streaked or something. It's kind of an alternative punk rock sort of goth look. But she talks like a hip hop kid. And that's yeah, I think the writers didn't know those different genres. <laughs> and they all thought like, well, that's all young kid stuff. All They all say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the writers are Tom J. Assel, which is one of the creators, but the other writer is John Mandel, and sadly, he was, I don't know if he died of old age, but he died in 2016. So, yeah, I think it was definitely written by senior senior citizens. Has uh, that writer done any other work on the show? He hadn't. Um, I think that was... Who, John? Um, or Hattie? Uh, yeah, I, I looked look it up, and he did season three episodes. Yeah, he did oh. Detention and Eddie's Desk from the look of it. Wow. And then we go on to do Gone Fishing. So not, I mean, honestly, those are like some of the better season three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so before we go any further, let's talk about the premise for this week's episode. So the Phillips family are receiving very strange letters in the mail from a very unusual mail carrier. By the way, who has a really intimate relationship with their news new their mail carrier the way uh, McKinsey does in this episode? Because I never had that. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? I don't know. It's it's. I see that in movies though. It's like they always call them by their first names. <laughs> All that. Anyway, they're receiving letters from what appears to be Annie talking about going visiting Washington C and New York and getting into all sorts of shenanigans with a friend named Jennifer, whom as far as they know, Annie does not have a friend named Jennifer Jennifer. And it becomes more concerning when they receive what appears to be a report card with failing grades on it and missed classes. It looks like Annie has been getting up to some delinquency here. Of course, Annie has no idea what any of this is. And eventually we learn that somehow for means that are never elaborated on or explained, a version of her from an alternate universe has somehow crossed over into this one and is sending out weird little ripples through the world. And I don't know, eventually there's a conflict there. It's not very well explained. J Jimmy said he has a lot of questions about that. And I think that's a good response to this episode because weird. I mean, I know the premise of the show is weird shit happens to the characters, but in this one, it's like really weird shit is happening and no explanation is ever even attempted. Yeah, it's a trip, um, but I, I liked it because if you get into the whole like quantum 
theories and you know thinking about quantum mechanics and stuff then it starts to kind of fall into place like i do have a lot of questions of like okay well how did this affect this or like what was the exact turning point to where there became two annies was it the intro when she made that decision between the juices or was it that defining moment when they were at the video arcade and she either decides to get up with Jennifer or she decides to pass on going to hang out with Jennifer. So I, I, those were the kind of questions I had, but I definitely did a lot of research into like quantum theory stuff and kind of found some interesting stuff. Oh yeah. That stuff is fascinating. I mean, just, they, they explain it pretty well in the um, cold open where Annie talks about how little decisions we make every single day, according to some people, may actually cause branching dimensional pathways. I mean, in the opening, the example that's given is choice between orange juice and cranberry juice for breakfast, and it has pretty significant results on the rest of her day, it would seem. And it it would have been a fantastic starting place for an episode. Um, Maybe not this one. Maybe some other episode and some other alternate universe where the show was good in season three. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a cool episode if it had just kind of carried on from there and had like two separate versions of, I don't know, maybe if we'd seen more of that develop the day where she chose a different juice. I would yeah, have liked that, that a lot more. Yeah, that would have been cool, like almost a split screen thing where one thing yeah. is happening over here. Yeah, that would have been some really cutting edge stuff for Disney Channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have loved to seen that. Um, alas. <laughs> now, um, you know, another thing with this one is, once again, we've talked about this before, how in season three especially, it seemed like Jack and Molly were just never really very phased by obvious strange things happening around them. And in this one... Annie appears with this Jennifer girl. I should say alt Annie or whatever we want to call her. Other Annie. Um, Annie the animal. (laughs) And nobody seems that, I mean, they seem a little confused, but nobody seems especially concerned that her entire fashion sense has changed within the span of a few hours. And she's suddenly hanging out with this kid this girl that none of them have ever seen before. And she's acting like a little hooligan. You know, nobody seems that confused by this. And it's just, it's sloppy, man. Sloppy writing. Shame on you, John Dandel. <laughs> Let me speak ill of the dead. <laughs> and rest in peace, John Mandel. But we, we, you know, we have to do our jobs. <laughs> this episode apart. But, um, yeah, it was definitely crazy. Like, um, Oh gosh, I had a I had a thought and I lost it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, they they I think Jack says he thinks it's a huge practical joke, and I'm like, Jack, do you think Annie could really come up with all of this? I mean, could anyone pull off something this elaborate? Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't make sense. That's what Jack. It seems like the writers always rely on that line for Jack, like, oh, that's just a joke. <laughs> Annie's yeah. playing a joke. Like in the last episode, Grave Mistake, he's like, oh, Annie, you're, you, it was you all along writing your dead everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, an example of Jack's arbitrary skepticism. <laughs> yeah, and I got my thought. Um, I was going to say that he seemed really out of character because when he said, oh, maybe it's a new Annie. 
And I was like, really? Like, would Jack ever say that? Like, that was a really strange line for him to say, you know, at the very beginning when they get the letter and he's like, well, maybe it's a new Annie or the new Annie. And when he was talking to Molly and I just thought that was a really strange line for Jack to say. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, maybe it's just me, but I have to say this episode really makes regular Annie, you know, uh, 616 Annie, as it were really that that's a joke. The comic nerds in the audience will get, um, <laughs> It really makes her seem as just just like a very insufferable goody goody two shoe, and I almost come out of this sort of liking you know alternative Annie a little better. I mean, she seems like she'd be more fun to hang out with at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the uh, flashback to the cafeteria scene, it wasn't in the cafeteria. I yeah. don't know where they're sitting at the table, and Jennifer comes up to them, and they don't even make eye contact with her. I don't know. I thought that was super rude. <laughs> she was trying to say hi, and they were like, hey, but looking down at the table. Yeah, Annie being either extremely awkward or kind of a high school mean girl there, depending on how you look at it. Um, and just personally speaking, you know, just for me, I think alternative Annie is way cuter than regular Annie, but that's just my taste there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Um, something not important, and I know the way they write it, not really, there's much importance to some questions or scenes, but they make Jennifer go to Annie and her friends to say hi. And Jennifer says like, oh, there is a girl who could use some fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, why, why does she think that? <laughs> and I like, think... she asks her, wanna see what it's like? I'm like, well, what are they gonna do? <laughs> I, yeah, I think Jennifer definitely had something for Annie. Uh -oh. that, that that's what I saw now. Yeah, I mean, it's such I a weird it. question. Want to see what it's like? Uh, yeah, it. Are they gonna make out or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's not something you really go up and say to someone unless you're maybe being flirty. I feel like I, I don't know, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like a natural situation. It's kind of like one of those stereotypical. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, scenes from in high school uh, shows where it's, you know, there's someone that's trying to influence you to do something. Right. The yeah. aggressive drug dealer. Cause it yeah, you know, I never got a, you know, a romantic vibe from that, though that is a totally valid reading of that scene. I just thought like, Oh, they're going to go into the bathroom and like shoot some black tar heroin or something. You know, it's totally <laughs> drug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. A yeah. Drug pickup. I guess it's kind of like mean girls. Like, the you know the mean girls go to the new shy girl and invite the, her to lunch i think so it's just yeah. that i know i mean i guess but i don't think annie is lindsay lohan you know <laughs> 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 um yeah i was never popular in high school so i can't reflect on that i mean <laughs> you know, I don't know does do any of us have experience of being recruited into the cool kids no i was no. a band geek <laughs> The only things I remember from high school, like in the cafeteria where, you know, I was sitting by myself and I totally didn't care. And then some of the cool kids came over and sat with me and tried to strike up a conversation because they felt bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like totally fine. Them coming over was the insulting part. I was like, go away. And your high school sounds way cooler than mine, way more relaxed because it was just constant bullying and humiliation for me. But um, <laughs> anywho. 
Uh, what were we talking about? So there's a fee appearance in this episode, sort of. You know, she uh, Annie reaches out to Fiona through the internet, and we get a little interaction there. You know, that attempt to sort of constantly remind the viewer of, hey, here's a character you'd rather be spending time with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nice, though, to get that little cameo. Yeah, it's always cool when Fiona is referenced and acknowledged as still existing in this universe. Yeah, but her messages don't have a lot of personality, unfortunately. Usually it's just, like, knowledge. Here's what you gotta do, or here's what the thing is, the monster of the week. I don't know. It's kind of sad to me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I seem to recall this being mentioned in our proposed season three ideas episode, but there was like a Fiona alternate universe episode planned, right? That, that was the, uh, the, uh, Royal Brealis Bermuda triangle thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. Oh yeah, my that- God. That one is like, it seems way, way cooler <laughs> and way better. Yeah. Cause Rick would have been alive and all that stuff. It sounded like a much more emotional. Right. Yeah. And yeah. there's just, okay. Wait, you have first Emily. Oh no. I was just going to say that, like the one of the differences between the two episodes is that in the episode with Fee, Fee wouldn't have met her alternate self. So I think I kind of would have liked that more, maybe, if Annie had entered the alternate universe and people were reacting to her differently. I, I think having her meet her alternate self, that's what made things kind of corny to me. Yeah, well, and you know, you can definitely tell that this was like a cash saver episode because there's very little special effects in this one. I mean, most for the most of the episode, it's just, you know, Alex in black jacket with dyed hair is sort of the quote unquote special effect up until the very end anyway, which I really, really want to talk about. If I'm being totally honest, the main reason I wanted to be on this episode was just to discuss that ending where <laughs> regular Annie and other Annie confront each other and... First off, this is a good example of how juvenile the writing of this episode is, because immediately other Annie's thought is like, oh, I'm going to kill you and take over your life. You know? <laughs> Which yeah, seems... <laughs> that's like, oh, uh, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, like, OK, so other Annie is having some trouble in school. She's hanging out with a bad crowd. But yeah. like, I didn't know she was psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so that happens. And then, you know, Annie makes a total leap of faith jumps at her alternate universe self and instead of melting into goo like ron silver and time cop she simply i don't know i guess like absorbs the other annie and this is when it gets really interesting with some some very (laughs) unusual connotations here then her friend her other friend other annie's friend i should clarify jennifer just disappears into the ether okay so did annie just wipe out an entire alternate universe is that <laughs> the implication here? Because it seems to be. And <laughs> she I just guess. casually destroyed a whole other world. Yeah, because the mailman is the new one. Simpson is not there also. It's back to yeah. the old mailman. That's, that is interesting. Because I was kind of wondering if when she absorbed the other Annie, if she kind of absorbed some of her personality too. Because... Then there's the scene later on when she's talking to Molly and she uses one of the phrases that uh, alternate Annie used. What was it? Like straight up? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up dope kicking, yo. You got served. Yeah. (laughs) I thought she was just joking. Oh, no. Yeah, that was the way I interpreted it, that she was just kidding. Uh, The idea of 
regular Annie absorbing some of alt Annie's personality. That would have been interesting and is therefore objected, ejected from the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that end was weird. I do remember when I was younger watching it, you know, I was waiting for the scene where they do meet. So I'm like, Oh, well, what's going to happen? Cause Fee wrote that um, according to the laws of physics, <laughs> only one could stay in one universe. And if they touch one disappears. Right. The same matter cannot occupy different places or something. So, yeah. So I was a little worried, but I was um, a little excited. And then regular Annie just decides to touch her. What if she died? Yeah. That was a real leap of faith though. That could have gone horribly <laughs> wrong. And I hate that she says, oh, you're hip-hop lingo. We don't like that. <laughs> yeah. What? Why did like... they say that? I felt like that was the writer's thoughts or something. Sort yeah. of judgy there. <laughs> um, that was weird. Yeah, man. And, you know, <laughs> something else I want to talk about. I haven't really been watching as much of season three as you guys have. Uh, so, like, Annie's friends that are in this episode, Rhonda and whatever the other one's name is, um, have they been Chelsea. referenced? Chelsea, okay. Have they been in episodes before? Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, they were in um, Eddie's desk and they were in, um, what Talking was it? Uh, Talking board. Did I ask that exact same question on the Eddie's desk episode? <laughs> It's possible. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, they usually appear when Annie's at school so she could, like, hang around someone. Because mm -hmm. right, it always seems to me that she just has these friends that appear out of nowhere, but I guess they have been on the show before. It's About just those two friends, yeah. like they yeah. said. <laughs> it's just them two and Jack. What do we think of Jennifer, the mean, the evil mean girlfriend, quote-unquote evil, that we see here? <laughs> Uh, she doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, she seems pretty laid back. But clearly she's like a drug addict and a huge bad influence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, drugs seem to be the implication there that she's... But, you know, like, th these girls are, like, 14, 15 years old. What really can they be getting up to? Smoking a little pot, you know? I mean, it's not as if hard drugs are going around the bathrooms and hope springs high. Hi. And how did Annie, <laughs> how did Annie all, like, get all the way to uh, D.C. without money or, like, Molly knowing? or yeah, I don't know. The, the, I had a lot of questions, like, with that alternate universe, Annie. Okay, see, now that brings up some dark implications because now they're like hitchhiking and hooking their way across the u.s you know teenage prostitutes on the run see that would have been dark and gritty and interesting but no they don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it seemed like though she definitely seemed like i mean like you said psychotic and by the end it was crazy to see her character but going back to um like her taking a leap of faith in touching her, I think what kind of pushed her to have that, I guess, courage was that when she said, you know, like, I got a tattoo or don't forget that I have a panther too. And then she like looks back and, you know, um, Annie's panther is there, but the bad Annie's wasn't. She's like, this is messed. But um, I think it was her having the panther is what made her have courage to know like this is my universe you know i'm the one that woke up this morning thinking what the hell's going on yeah i guess so why, okay. why didn't she have the panther in the other universe if that decision was what changed everything for her she had, the panther... 
she had a tattoo panther panther that she got <laughs> yeah I just maybe she lost his protection when she lost her virginity. And like, <laughs> the new Annie or the bad Annie was like, you know, a bitch. Yeah, so like, she lost her, got her V card punched, you know, hooking across the USA, as I said. So obviously the Panther said, Oh, you are no longer pure. I can no longer protect you. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it's because she crossed over more into Annie's universe. I think so. I think it's not her universe and not everything came like it was only Jennifer, the mailman, and Annie. Postcards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's definitely not explained. And by the way, that shot of the Panther, that is definitely stock footage. So yeah, it is. <laughs> so noticeable now. I didn't realize back then. But that was like, what, episode one or two? <laughs> yeah it's like the lighting's completely off too yeah i mean i don't i don't know what episode it's from it looks I, i'm not sure but it is so obviously stock footage um yeah i don't know i guess i don't have a lot to say about this episode besides that although the actress playing jennifer juliana wimber wimbles if you want to see what she's up to now she has a recurring part on the murder she baked hallmark mysteries tv movie series so <gasps> whoa i bet my mom's into that yeah, well, yeah, mine watches it, so... It looks like she's also in a few episodes of The Good Doctor, which is a really popular show right now. Yeah, she is, but her roles are all, like, EMT paramedic, so it's oh, okay. kind of like... And that seems to be mostly what she's done, sort of, background mm -hmm. stuff. Like, she was in the Josie's and the Pussycats movie, but she plays Megastore Girl. You know, <laughs> she was in Bang Bang, You're Dead, but she plays actor number eight, so really bit part stuff. Uh, all right. Well, does um, Jimmy, you've been kind of quiet. What do you got to say about this one as our resident Alex expert? Any thoughts on this at all? Well, uh, I did write like definitely a lot of notes. Um, I I liked the episode like, I don't know, I guess I did just have a lot of questions going back. Like now that I'm an adult, um, it kind of opens up like how the hell did, you know, all of this play out or how did she get past, you know, first place like the bad Annie, like, where the hell, I want to see the bad Molly, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> where the hell's the Molly that, like, dropped the ball and let her friend's daughter, like, leave all the way across the United States, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know, I just have tons of questions about it, but I, all in all, I liked it, like, I have fond memories of it, because I remember that, like, gothic Annie just seeming, like, a badass bitch like when I was 13 years old I know I, just I, I like, thought that too oh, I love Alex like because of of that crazy character she played um because they did have to do kind of that like that movie what was that the parent trap how they had like the same girl play two parts they did have to kind of do that in this episode so I thought it was kind of cool that she kind of stretched her acting there but um yeah lots of questions yeah, this episode would be great fodder for fan fiction. You know, let's see what the quote unquote, mm -hmm. you know, to, to reference community here, the darkest timeline is like, you know, because now you said, what's Dark Molly like? Well, I'm thinking like, well, Dark Molly is clearly an alcoholic and, you know, it's not really involved <laughs> uh -huh. in the lives of her daughter or adopted daughter, you know, so obviously that's why Darkest Timeline Annie can go about gallivanting and, you know, doing these horrible things, participating in Tijuana donkey shows and all the horrible shit she obviously gets up to just off screen. So. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Anything else anybody wants to say about this one? I was just going to bring up 
uh, Zach, you had said, like, why doesn't Molly or Jack really react to these changes? Mm -hmm. Well, Molly does a little bit. She, she keeps going back to that worried question of, like, does Annie feel like she belongs with the family? Yeah, so, they're... They're trying to do that. That's sort of meant to be the emotional heart of the episode, but it's sort of buried under the overly broad writing and simplistic understanding of complex issues that not only this episode, but so much of season three deals with. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least Molly shows a little concern, but then it's like, okay, Annie's back to normal. And this just gets like brushed aside, just like every other episode really. I was just going to say, I feel really bad for McKinsey in this third season because compared to the kind of acting lifting she was doing in one and two, she really just kind of got the short end of the stick here for so much. So many season three episodes, she's just relegated to the, oh, Molly's in the background worrying about stuff. Just he's not really given as much to do. I feel bad for her. Well, I do kind of like that last scene between Annie and Molly, though, where, you know, Annie says she's never been more happy there and they hug. It's sweet. But um, I guess I I just wonder why Annie, all, she felt like she had to lie about what was going on. Just because they won't believe her still. It seems, it seems like that's what she's been doing in a lot of episodes. Like the previous one where, um, you know how in Grave Mistake where she sees a thank you written on her bed. And then with Jack, she's like, yeah, I did that. And I know she's done it before in other episodes. I feel like that's just her thing. Like, they're not going to believe her, so she's just going with it. Yeah. That's yeah. a great example for Disney to send out to the kids in the audience. Something weird happened to you? Lie. Tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Last, I, I just watched that Great Mistake episode, and I'm like, how did they not figure it out? Like, <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry, but that's a whole other story. <sighs> yeah, and I also wanted to say, once again, Ned and Irene aren't in this episode, nope. and they weren't in the previous one either. I don't think they were in the one before that either. So season three, they're definitely barely in it, and that yeah. really stinks for that actors. Yeah, and Carrie shows up for like two minutes, you know. Flirting with Molly as usual. Yeah, uh, sure, uh, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> this episode, like, when he very first comes in to play basketball with Jack, he, like, where does he go? He goes to Molly's plate and steals one of her pieces of toast. And then he goes, oh, I'm sorry, were you eating this? And she goes, well, not anymore. But, uh, <laughs> and then at the end, like, when Jack goes to get the letter <clears throat> or the report card, um, Carrie is just in the kitchen with Molly while she's playing the guitar. And did you guys notice that the song she was playing on the guitar, I think that's like the beginnings of thinking about tomorrow because the next episode is The Muse and that's when she debuts that song. But um, it really sounds like that. Did you guys pick up on that? Yeah. I, I recognized was... it, but I didn't know like the exact song. Yeah, I recognized the melody as well. I couldn't exactly place it either. See, thinking I... about tomorrow. I've only watched the rest of the episodes in this show once. So, <laughs> nope, did not pick up on that at all. Thought you were just drumming a little tune. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jimmy, for picking up Kat's job there of pointing out the simmering sexual tension between Carrie and Molly. That's always <laughs> I, in the I background. Yeah, I can't unsee it now. Like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, what, is he looking at Molly? Like, what? 
you know, what's he doing and how's are he they... interacting with Molly? And I notice he does interact a lot with her. Are they sharing a meaningful glance in this episode? You know, <laughs> or a meaningful piece of toast. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else you want to say about Pimpel? Are we ready ready for ratings here? Well, I noticed Annie lied in the episode. All right, you guys. Here's a, a head cannon for the so weird fans. In the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, when um, you know, they're like, "Who's this Jennifer girl?" And Annie says, I don't even know anybody named Jennifer. Uh-oh. But us as fans, we're going, okay, what about the episode Rewind when you met that girl named Jennifer and you gave her your necklace? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I just thought it was funny. Like, it was, again, bad writing for that part, just for her to say, like, I don't know anybody named Jennifer. And we're like, okay, a few episodes ago, you know, the antagonist or whatever, the protagonist or whatever was a girl named Jennifer. Yes. So, so it's clearly such a common name, too. <laughs> yeah. So clearly this means that the Jennifer from Rewind is out there somewhere holding onto that necklace that Annie gave her, thinking it's something really special, that they had a meaningful connection, that they're going to be, they might not <laughs> talk ever again, but they're going to be friends for life. And meanwhile, Annie, a couple states over, I have no recollection of this at all. Who are you? Right. Like, she couldn't be like, it's not my friend Jennifer, or it's not the Jennifer I thought, or who I would think it would be. You know, I don't know anyone named Jennifer. I don't even know anyone named Jennifer. And would it have been so hard for the writers to just name the character something else? I don't know anybody know. named Amelia. I don't know anybody right. named, you know, Ignatius Thurblepot. Like, they could have done anything. <laughs> yeah. Just a little tidbit there that I caught. Like, wait a minute. She just totally bulk-faced lied. <laughs> like, I know she knows a Jennifer, and I, I have the receipts. Either she, <laughs> either she lied, or she has, or Annie's just a terrible person and forgets people. You know? <laughs> All right, so are we ready for ratings? Yes. All right, great. I gave this one a five out of ten. Totally middle of the road, average episode. One or two interesting things about it, but nothing is exploited or used in an interesting way. Yeah, I think I would give it a four out of ten because of all that, and I wouldn't want to really see it again unless I had to. <laughs> unless somebody had a gun to your head watch this so weird episode or else. Uh, it's like, yeah, I don't really need to see it again. Mm. So yeah, 4 out of 10. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like giving this a thumbs up and a thumbs down just because I do like alternate universe kind of stuff. Like it's not the most well executed episode, but in terms of like my favorite tropes, alternate universes is, is way up there. So I kind of have to give it a thumbs up. But like I said, not well executed. I do find the alternate Annie a little cheesy, a little too much. Um, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. And I think I'm going to give it like a six out of 10 just because I, I don't know. I think it's kind of iconic now, you know, like <laughs> looking back on So Weird Season 3. But um, I like that ordeal of the two Annies coming face to face at the end and how corny it was, you know. when. But I didn't understand why the bad Annie... I call her Annie the animal now. Um, <laughs> the animal. 
But um, why she would say, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to get your panther to come and protect you? It's like, okay, but you're Annie. So, like, is that what you use the panther for? Or, like, are you that comfortable with the panther to even say that? Because a couple episodes ago you were like, oh, the panther is real. You know, like, why would you even say that? Mm-hmm. But um, I like the tattoo, uh, you know, just the verbiage there when she's like, oh, wow, a tattoo? How so very cool. <laughs> Isn't a tattoo just a little bit yesterday? And she goes, like, you would know. But I just, I thought it was goofy. So I give it a 6 out of 10 because it's kind of up there with, like, the most iconic episodes in my mind and how I kind of see Alex as an actress. And I like seeing her play the two kind of opposing characters in this episode. Um, so I guess I'm a fan of it, even though it was kind of bad. And I got to tell you, obviously, uh, Annie the Animal or Animal um, <laughs> has more experience with the Panther when she was escaping from the Mexican drug cartels and on the run. <laughs> All the adventures she has had, obviously, she's had more encounters with it than regular 616 Annie has. So, <laughs> Yeah. All right. So are we ready for the So Weird podcast feedback corner here? Yes. All right. Is this all we have this week? Just these four comments? Yep. Cool. All right. One for each of us. Okay. You can start the first one. Oh, oh, I'm glad because this person actually (laughs) uh, gives me some praise here. So thank you so much to Kelly here. This is a comment on our Changeling podcast where she said, honestly, quote, can you imagine Fiona dealing with this rather literal shit? Because I can't. Should have been the official tagline for season three. I said that, so I agree. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Perfect. So Moonlight Reel says, the traditional changeling cure is to make it blow its cover by brewing beer in an eggshell. The changeling will be so surprised, it'll say, I'm 500 years old and I've never seen anybody do that. Then it'll realize the jig is up and return to fairyland. In the lore, some changelings are fairy babies sent to the human realm to free babysitting, but others are elderly fairies who want humans to take care of them in their later years. Other cures sadly include threatening or harming the changeling baby so its fairy parents will fear for its life and take it back. The whole myth of changelings probably began as a way to explain babies who suddenly got sick or developed a disability and give the parents an emotional escape hatch if the baby didn't make it because they could imagine that a changeling had died and the real baby was safe in fairyland. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that is some fascinating stuff there, Moonlight Real. Thank you for dropping a bomb of knowledge on us about real changeling lore there. Very interesting. And sad. Yeah. It's so messed up. Yeah, I had no idea about any of the changeling like lore or myths or anything. So that was really, really interesting, especially the last yeah. paragraph. Yeah, yeah good. Thank you. Great feedback. Thank you so much. Blue-Eyed Scorpio commented on our Grave Mistake episode, which was posted like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well done. They said it was all right for season three, one of the ones that I can tolerate watching. Um, which, uh, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't on that episode, but um, I don't know. I'm just so irritated. I was so irritated watching it earlier 
with the ghost guy's voice just saying, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of that one either. (laughs) Everybody on the podcast liked it. It was Kat, Jimmy, and Melissa. You guys liked it a lot. I, I like most of these episodes. I know, like, I would have much rather have had the original season three, but I do like this season for what it is. I, I don't know. It's a nostalgia thing for me. Well, clearly, Jimmy, you are less of a hardened, cynical, depressing person like the rest of us are. who just can't stop <laughs> focusing on the negative, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know if I ever saw that episode um, when it aired. Because, like, watching it now, it's hard for me to imagine myself ever finding that scary or, like, not not figuring out instantly, oh, she's actually dead. <laughs> Just because of the way he was saying it. I was like, no, uh, sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing either Grave Mistake or this episode when it originally aired, so. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway... Yeah, it is an all right episode. Grave mistake was, it was all right. Um, thank you. And then Blue-Eyed Scorpio commented on our uh, shelter episode. Or sacrifice. sacrifice. It's not called shelter. So, shelter's the name of the book. Yeah. That's why I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they commented on sacrifice. Bigfoot is supposed to, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just read it. <laughs> Someone else read it. <laughs> they said uh, Bigfoot is to, is supposed to smell foul like fish. Bah. <laughs> Just too tired. Yeah, uh, is there some more context for that episode, for that comment cuz I don't um, know. I mean, yeah, it is true that Bigfoot is supposed to smell bad. I mean, that's kind of a trait of uh Sasquatch lore or or Squatch lore, but um uh thank you so much for the comment. I, 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 if we're hurting your feelings, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we appreciate every everything anybody says to us. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we were talking about Bigfoot smells or whatever in that episode. <laughs> if somebody was going to bring it up, it probably was me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, I, I remember. It's because I had said that I have a car... Uh, what is it called? Freshener thing? Yeah, an air freshener. That's right. It's Bigfoot. And then I, it was me or someone's like, well, what is Bigfoot supposed to smell like? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, pine trees? <laughs> I, I do remember this comment now. Okay. <laughs> wow. I've started listening to our older episodes, so I'm sure I will come up on that. Well, well, any you know, any uh, horribly embarrassing, you want to expose anybody, Emily? I mean... <laughs> what? No, I'm just joking around. Uh, that that's fun. You know, I can never. I have trouble listening to my own voice sometimes, so I don't listen to the podcast that much. But occasionally, I will put one on. Shame. <laughs> well, I just listened to the first one, and I have to say, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, it it was fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, are we still like, like? Do we talk over each other more? Are there more awkward pauses in those first couple episodes, or what? <laughs> well, you can edit out awkward pauses. Yeah. But yeah, we did talk over each other quite a bit. Yeah, you know, and you got about that first episode. The thing is, that was the first time I had ever met Kathy and Emily. Like I, like I had talked through Twitter with Kathy a few times, but I'd never mm-hmm. talked to you guys or interacted with you ever before that very recording. So, yeah, 
it, it knowing that it, it really turned out pretty well. I thought it turned out okay. Huh. I, I hope this this podcast reaches the point where we're no longer talking about so weird the show and we're just talking about earlier podcasts we've recorded <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> A commentary on our previous commentaries. Yeah, and then we can do a commentary on those commentaries, and it'll just oh be an Ouroboros of so weird discussion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we want to bring up? Was there I some read. news about the Disney streaming service? Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you guys must have talked about last time Disney Plus is coming to eat all our money. What's no? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it has a name now. It's being called Disney Plus. The streaming service? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. And and um, I mean, the big news right now is that like Netflix is canceling all of their Marvel shows, with the big implication being that Disney is supper is um, severing ties with Netflix, so they can hoard all their IP for themselves. Um, And as far as like news about what's going to be on it, I haven't heard. Most of the news has been about their new programming. Like, there's going to be a couple of new Marvel shows that's actually going to have the actors from the movies in them, apparently. Um, and I haven't heard much about, like, if they're reaching into the archives for old Disney Channel stuff or even older movies. I haven't heard as much about that. I'm sure we will have some announcements concerning that eventually. And as I've said before, you know, the only way I'm giving those money-grubbing whores at Disney more of my money is if So Weird is on their streaming platform. So get get on it if you want my $20 a month. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the only way they're getting my money, too. And I'm sure the entire fandom of, which is about to be nuked from orbit because of Tumblr's completely ridiculous new policies, uh, is oh, thinking yeah. the exact same thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Everything I've heard about it just makes it sound like Tumblr's algorithm or whatever is completely ridiculous. Like they're flagging everything regardless of context. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one gift set that was like uh, the one of Carrie and Fee and Jack that I had, and it had um, the selfie that they took in the in Greg Kincaid's studio. And I thought it was marked as sensitive content because of like a, a flash image, you know, like epilepsy and all that, just kind of making people aware of that, but then it was blocked for adult content. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's really dumb. The only thing this is going to succeed in doing is making sure that a lot of people will stop using Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, when is it supposed to go down? Like December 17th or something? The I'm 18th, sure. Yeah. The 18th, I'm sure on December 19th, a new website will appear. Maybe it'll just be called Tumblr with an E. I don't know. But I'm <laughs> sure some alternative will appear because Tumblr is really, they're just going to bleed thousands of users this way. Yeah, it just sucks because I spent a lot of time on my blog and like a lot, a lot, a lot of time. So I really hope the website never shuts down. <laughs> There is something I saw, like you can export your blog through some settings in Tumblr. So yeah, can you can you move it to like WordPress or something? You can like download it somehow in a zip. Well, you you have avenues to explore there, Emily. Anyway, I'm sure the listeners find this absolutely fascinating. Yeah, Yeah. we should probably call it a night. (laughs) Yeah. All right, uh, this has been the So Weird podcast, not the So Weird webcast from the Mirror Universe. This is the original. Um, I'm Zach. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. 
And I'm Jimmy. And this has been the So Weird Podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep the faith and Merry Christmas if we don't get another episode out before the end of the year. Yep. Happy holidays. Happy New Year and all that. Bye.